Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I just told Casey, she said, is it okay if I get some water? Because I was about to record. And she didn't want to make the noise of the faucet if I was about to hit record. So I said, you better if you know what's good for you. And then now she's walking off drinking her water. And, you know, that's very true. It's one of the few times that you can and should tell someone they had better do something if they know what's good for them. It's drinking water. And uh, I wouldn't even say that about buckling up in the car. Unless you were a small child and you asked me if you should buckle up. Then I'd say, you'd better if you know what's good for you. Oh, today was, today was a day, I tell you what, I, you're coming to me long after my second pot of coffee, which Casey did not want any of, so I unabashedly drank eight cups of coffee, eight metric cups. Um, That's probably 5 p.m., now it's 8.30, and since then I've lounged in the hot tub, soaking, twiddling my toes, and talking to Casey about solar power. Of course, I also saunaed early today. So it's been, it's been quite the uh, exhausting day. Spa day, as they call them occasionally. Um... The, bear with me here, because I know how much you love and you'd rather want to hear about my uh, Trader Joe's Southwest salad with cremosa salsa drizzled on top of it from her dad's. It was good. <laughs> and my uh, potato soup that I made with corn and carrots. But this solar, this concept is kind of interesting. It's only now, it, sometimes it's a hard thing to wrap your head around and project into the future what solar production will do and look like and the procedures of it, the settings of the power wall before you get to that point of the year. And today was another record-breaking day in all metrics. At one point, I opened and screenshot we were producing 10.6 kilowatts. That happened, I screenshotted it, but it never charted on the graph because it wasn't for a long enough period of time. But what charted on the graph was still record-breaking, a 9.9 .9 kilowatt peak. It was a cloudy day, so it would hit really high and then it would drop down to what used to be the record, 7.8, 7.7 in that range when a cloud would come by. And then it would move and it would demolish that record. It was really exciting to watch, I'll be honest. Every time you, you make you know, new gains, new unheard of heights, it makes the previous record look almost measly. And I really wonder how far high we can go. Anyway. Despite the clouds, we also produced more solar than ever. Um, 
54 kilowatt hours flat. And last I checked, we'd only used 24 today. So, so far in, in April, we're averaging negative 18 and a half kilowatt hours each day on average, but that number's growing. And in the first week, I'm already just like, wow, we're going to, wow, like how much are we going to overproduce this month? When, when will that carry over to next year? What month will that cancel out, etc.? later in the year. And this is a policy question that this made arise to me in the tub. And, and I, I tried to explain the KC. What we've in the past seen in the cost saving mode, the day starts when you wake up, let's start at midnight. You're using grid power overnight. You might be using heat. You wake up, you're using grid power. You might be using heat. You are already in the negative to the grid that day. The sun comes out and starts immediately charging with the, this is all off peak, starts immediately charging the batteries from yesterday's peak hours. Maybe around noon, it's done charging the batteries and it starts putting out to the grid as well as powering the home with any excess, it puts it to the grid for off-peak credits. That's how you can go negative in a day by recouping and then surpassing the amount of grid you've used that morning before the sun came out. Then in the afternoon, in the winter... The sun goes down around about the time it turns to peak time and you start using the battery rather than pay the expensive peak charge to the grid and, and there's not enough solar. The solar might help, but you're usually using the battery. And peak time ends, your batteries are now sitting somewhat discharged and you switch back to the grid power through the night to wake up in the deficit like you did the day prior, right? Here's what's changed. Now, the sun is still out for a good while into peak time where I'm using the battery. So the sun kind of helps the house charge or the house's load. And uh, I don't know, as soon as it switches to the battery powering the house, the sun goes to the grid and starts earning us peak credits. The problem is the batteries already cover our peak usage through pretty much the entire year. There's maybe two days of the year, the third day of a long blizzard, that our batteries don't cover our peak time will never need peak credits. But the sun's not going away. So, in the summer, what's going to happen is the peak time is going to shift forward 
from two, let's say 2 p.m. to 7 p.m. And the sun will very much be out during that time. And we will earn a ton of peak credits that we will never need. What we do need is wintertime off-peak credits because of what I just explained a minute ago. With Those are the ones you use in the morning before you wake up and at night after peak time ends. In the winter, you need many, many more of those because we actually have a bill. And that bill will be substantially smaller next year because we have been and will be producing may probably the majority of our excess solar will still be off peak but it's also that off peak solar excess that goes to charging the batteries so maybe what will happen that I don't know that that makes sense maybe what would happen is then the it would leave the batteries not charged until peak time and then it would use the end of the day's solar to power the house and maybe charge the batteries but that doesn't all add up anyway i don't know the solution would maybe to be um to have a term by which you could exchange peak credits for off-peak credits that you actually need in the winter but i'm not even sure that the credits carry over past January 1st and and January and February are the two big months that you, we use a lot of energy so we might not be we not might not ever make enough credits to get there I'm getting kind of ahead of myself but we also don't know that they would carry over anyway I really do appreciate if if I'm if you listen to this whole in-depth uh breakdown of how that works and my very hair splitting ponderings of solar energy but i don't know this is the kind of stuff we get we talk about because even in the summer like oh in the winter we still need more energy can't get enough practically for heat we still think about like man we could do things in the future to power more efficiently and to uh access different solar power for the winter but there's such diminishing returns and then what you don't need it in the summer. We're already overproducing in the summer. So it's a very fine, narrow line. And, and, and again, dude, if you would have bought solar panels eight years ago, you might only have like three kilowatts of solar total. It might be facing south and you might get a higher percentage of your solar array through more of the year. But I would be really frustrated if I maxed out today at 3 kilowatts instead of 10. So that does that more than make up for it? I think so. I think so in the grand scheme of things. If you only had 3 kilowatts but they were all perfectly optimized and pointed in the perfect way all year long, and the sun still goes down and comes up, <clears throat> and you would never max out more than 3, so... It would just help. It would just be, oh, that's nice. Oh, takes the edge off a little bit. But it's crazy that we now live in a world where you can start to think about totally making up for all the energy you use in the year. Or almost. Chasing that dragon. Anyway, guys, thank you so much. Please stay healthy. Drink a lot of water.
again tomorrow.